This episode is so phenomenal. I had the opportunity to interview Paige Michelle, the HD machine, in my private group, the Abundant Soul Social Club. And this was part of the manifestival that I held back in September. It was amazing to have and hear a conversation around human design, which is like beyond the normal human design um, conversations that you hear or topics that come up. And it's more about looking at your patterns, looking at what comes up from a different lens. And let me tell you what, Paige has her very own special way of looking at things, which is amazing and I think might shock and surprise you. So get in and get ready for this episode. This episode is also... Um, if one of like the best ones that we've ever recorded, especially in this interview format. And, um, you know, if you like this episode and you love this episode, then you are going to absolutely love the energy in the Abundant Soul Social Club. Also, I want to announce something that is so near and dear to my heart. I am so excited about it. And this is like next fucking level. So much energy, so much passion, so much of all the things. Um, But I just announced today my million dollar mastermind. And this is a mastermind for the entrepreneur or spiritual entrepreneur who is looking to expand beyond six figures and into the realm of multiple six figures and beyond, activating the ripple effect, sharing and spreading that amazing energy throughout the world, but also for the collective expansion and goal to $1 million. So the goal of this mastermind is for everybody collectively to bring in over a million dollars in their business as a group goal, in addition to helping each other reach individual goals. I think this is what's missing in traditional coaching containers, like cohesively bringing people together so that you don't still feel so far apart. And you still, you start to feel like you're actually not only like, spreading the light into your own little like sphere of influence, but expanding that beyond that and and getting deeper and going deeper into that ripple effect that goes around the entire world. So if you want to expand your business past six figures into the multiple six figures realm in a fun and free way, free of the pressure, free of the obligations, but infusing fun and excitement to make your life and business like truly feel like a five-star holiday. That fun, that freedom, that, you know, sovereignty that you are the ruler of your own fucking land, right? So come and DM me. This is for you. There's limited spots. I know it is filling up because I can feel it in every cell of my body. And I am so excited to announce this. So Without any more of, you know, of me talking, let me introduce you to Paige Michelle and the next episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. And if you love this episode, please go to um, iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review. If you're feeling generous, leave a review too. And I would absolutely love that so more people that are cool-ass motherfuckers like you can find it. All right? I love you. I mean it. Welcome to the world. If you're new to my Manifestation Queen podcast, I am Cassie McKenzie. I am so fucking excited that you're here, and I cannot wait to see what you create. Bye! Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. 
I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more. And I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. Today, we are going to be diving fully into human design. And if you're interested, reforming fuckboys, we're down for that one too. (laughs) With Paige, Michelle, I'm so excited. Welcome, Paige. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm excited that you're here. I think this is going to be so much fun. So if you guys don't already know Paige, she is a credentialed human design and relationship relationship expert, business investor, viral TikTok influencer, and she has her own magazine and editor-in-chief at Undefined the Mag. So I am so excited to have you here because your work has been featured on the list. Nikki Swift, Betches. I mean, I don't know about you, but I follow that account mm-hmm. for you. And I am so excited. So, you know, I I personally have, you know, what's the correct word? Dove. I'm having issues with my words right now, which is great considering I'm the interviewer. But anyway, um, you know, into human design a lot in the past. I know like a, um, one of your other big topics that you're huge on is money, which mm-hmm. I personally love talking about too. And, um, but I know like we have a lot of new people in the group, but I really am going more on the, like I, you have not seen this cause you just met me, but this is my license plate that I got the other day. And for, for you, you know, truly can't wait for that to arrive because I think it's going to be I love it I sassy license plate because it's not like I'm not bougie and like fuck you enough to the people in my small town it's like let me a license plate to also remind you who I am do I want to first here is that okay for sure absolutely you just never know it's 2020 but you just never know here we welcome it it's part of the you know sometimes it's like salt and pepper on your food it just it it clears your throat chakra come on yeah yeah yes for sure (laughs) authenticity is completely welcomed here and yay okay so I'm going to open this up and make sure that I see all the comments as they come in everybody say hello to Paige so this is going to be so much fun I was looking at you know, your past history. I know a lot of people when they start from the beginning, it can seem so daunting to go from like, I'm just starting my, you know, my like journey and all that to like, how do I build an empire? And you literally have done that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think for me, it was, I I was thinking about this the other day and looking back and like everything I built up until probably a year, maybe two years ago, was purely from not self. And in human design, we talk about not self transference and like the not self. And I still got here, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, it's not bad. It's not wrong. It's just now I'm finally there. And I think it's because I did live, I found a human design and then started to live it. Um, and for me, it's about 
I just was talking about, I was playing with those words the other day and actually empire, I was playing with that word and that's not necessarily what I'm building. I'm building a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me it is not about like a sovereign state, like an empire. I get it. I totally get it. But I was like, something's off of it. I'm like, oh, a dynasty is a, a, a lineage like a legacy a legacy and a lineage like I, it goes on to it's it's my children it's a succession yeah what yeah. a succession and i think it actually the mindset shift needs to happen in business where women are like i just need to make money and i need to, i need to be independent of men and i need to prove to the world that i can do it and then at some point it moves into well, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to be doing this. And then it, then it moves into what is this all for? And how am I going to sustain? To me, I'm way more concerned with legacy than I am making six figures mm-hmm. and six figures a month or whatever that is. I'm more like, okay, the content I put out, my children can, you know, if I, God forbid, passed away tomorrow, they could go online, pull all that content and create courses and help people for the rest of my life. And that's to me where the mind shift, the, the mind set shift comes mm-hmm. is like what are you doing every single day like what am I doing you're not making money you're positioning yourself for what you're standing on what truth and for me that's what human design has done for me totally it adds like extra dimensions to it no pun intended <laughs> I mean, this is, it, there's a lot of layers here yeah totally so what is your design I'm I have an idea Okay. Okay. I'm a manifesting generator, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I have things going on. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm a manifesting generator, sacral authority with com- almost mm. completely open emotional center, which is so important to like the work that I do and that I teach. Mm. Um, and I'm a four one, which is like a very rare profile. Um, and so at, with a very fixed fate. So it's made my journey, even with human design, just that much more extra. Like I fucking am, you know? Yeah, exactly. I am an a um the manifesting generator one for emotional authority my bubba ford is a one four i so we're four one so we're parallel it's like the same thing just what i'm unconscious of right which is my one you're conscious of so you're a conscious Mm -hmm. investigator uh, and like information grabber and i just do it to empower myself on the subconscious Mm -hmm. um so that's interesting we're super aligned and harmonic yeah, I love it. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I love this conversation because it is, there, to me, it adds such a dimension to your life when you can start to understand what your human design yeah. is. And like, I've heard it described as like a soul's blueprint, right? How yeah. do you like to look at it? Yeah. So my niche, my thing, what I see nobody else doing. And to me, like my, in human design, we have motivations, we have perspectives, we have um, environments, we have variables, that not a lot of the mainstream people talk about. And so for me, my perspective is essentially wanting. So like I, I see what's missing. And mm-hmm. so even when I learned, and it's, it comes from a place of innocence, like, I'm just like, that's missing. We got to got to create that. Um, <laughs> when I looked at human design, I was like, well, why are, cause I lived my design. I've done, I've been doing it since 2015, way before it blew up. And I was oh, like hey. way before, I mean, I think me and a few other kind of pioneer, I mean, most honestly, and I'll be like hundred percent transparent and own this. A lot of people teaching it, learn from me or they learned from Jenna or they learned from Aaron. Um, and they learned from Shatan and Carola and Carola and all these people. But like, when it's mainstream, I know that it makes me feel good because I know that they learned from me and that the people learning from them 
also learn from me. And they know this core thing, which is what I'm getting ready to tell you. The most important thing about human design is to understand why you don't already live it. Mm. That was my question. Because this is about the healing work, right? It's not about like mm-hmm. your strategy and authority. Okay, sacral authority. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why am I not already doing it? Because the reason I'm not already doing it is what's going to keep me from doing it. And that's what's going to be my limit in life. So I just started, you know, investigating why we don't already do it. And it's our open centers. It's our pattern. So every open center has pretty standard patterns that play out very differently in everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've always focused on. Um, I have a whole book called the patterns and that's my, I love that. And so that shadow work is what you would call it really the transference, the not self, because the whole world is not self. The whole Mm -hmm. world is living patterns that are not self. And that's what gets me excited. Um, that's where my work, that's what shifted everything for me because you can have this awareness of, yeah, I get off. I love being like abandoned, disappointed, rejected because my open emotional center is so used to those ups and downs amplified or emotional permanence. Like you're defined emotionally. So if you feel desire, you feel desire pretty consistently if you're, you know, throughout your weeks. Right. And then I feel your desire for me or your passion for me, your excitement for me. If you're a man, if you're a woman, whatever, you have it, right? And you're in front of me. And I'm like, I feel your desire. And then you leave and it's gone. So I don't have emotional permanence, which creates these highs and lows, which trains my nervous system to mm. seek out dopamine, um, dopamine hits and to seek out emotional highs and lows. So on a core level, I want somebody to reject me. So somebody, so I can feel acceptance. Mm-hmm. And because our emotional centers are so powerful, they're one of the most powerful motors in our body. Um, I create so many, i most of my reality is based upon not wanting to be abandoned, not wanting to be rejected, wanting to be excited and not disappointed. And that's not self, right. that is not my authority. That's not where I should be creating from, but my whole world has been created from it. Mm-hmm. So, so does the abandonment part come from the, the, um, the root Wait, personally, the open emotional center. So for me, it actually was more emotional abandonment because they left and the the feelings were gone and I felt abandoned and not desired and things like that. There's legitimate abandonment. You know what I mean? Like my parents did not abandon me. Nobody in my life has actually ever abandoned me, but I have this deep rooted sense that they have, but that's because people have absolutely emotionally abandoned me every day. Every day, you know, yeah. so I'm like, abandon me. Um, but you know, whatever the other side of that, because we're binary, you know, whatever is on the other side of that abandonment is what I also want to be feeling. So, um, it's not bad, it's just I shouldn't be making decisions and manifesting my entire life based on rejection, acceptance, abandonment, whatever it is, opposite acceptance, um, humiliation, all these things. But that's what it is, and that's why I talk about going back to manifesting. I teach about conjuring versus manifesting. Oh, cool. Expand expand on that. So the open centers, when you create things from your open centers, which is what most people are creating it from, which is, Mm -hmm. I don't have this. I want this feeling. I don't, I need validation because I have an open heart based on everybody else's needs for conjuring. It's not Mm -hmm. true and it's not sustainable and it won't make us happy and it, it, it won't sustain us. But if we are manifesting, we're manifesting from our defined centers, which is who we are. Yeah. So like, for instance, if I have an open head center and I have a tendency to overthink and overanalyze and do all those things. So if I'm trying to finish up, like put pressure on myself to 
get clarity, then it's going to end up being the wrong clarity. It is. And you'll get clarity, but, um, the way that you get it will make, you know, you'll manifest a way of getting it that just isn't, doesn't feel good, or it's not even the right how, like an open emotional center or open head center, the easiest way to go through your life and the easiest way to manifest is to just completely release the how. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. completely, the minute you start, and then I have it too. Like I have an op- both open and then the open emotional center, which really honestly creates neuroses and bi- right. like, literally bipolar disorder in people because they're so like, uh, it, it cre- yeah, it creates that in them. So I always talk about that. You guys are not mentally ill, like at yeah. all. You're energetically unaware. Um, so for me, it just drives me insane. So I literally just have to get into my body and be like, the, the answer will come to me. If it's meant for me, it will. I mean, it just, I have to get out of my head. And sometimes I just watch it go by and I laugh at it. We were on the plane or I was on the plane yesterday and Gabby, as soon as I got off the plane, I said, Gabby, my brain just tried to tell me that this man had pity sex with me. I said, could you imagine like that? What a ridiculous thought that my brain I literally watched it go by and I was like nice try you know what I mean like nice to like pull me into a wave of rejection and stuff like they're working together and I was like good girl but no that is ridiculous (laughs) and I think like with an open head that's where you have to get to that point where you're just like okay <laughs> like, that is so yeah. silly yeah you're like oh i suck it like yeah that very very nice that's, an, oh, that's your <laughs> emotional or your emotional so if you have it defined you're in a low and then you're going to hear low frequency thoughts if you're in a high you're going to hear high frequency thoughts if you're open emotionally and you're amplifying somebody's good stuff good stuff then you're going to hear you're going to hear more of that so it's literally hearing and seeing your thoughts and just it, admiring them as they go by for what they're trying to do for you but you cannot with an open mind you just cannot accept those and identify with them yeah okay Very you will create good. you will definitely manifest those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how about if you are you know like I hear all the time with them um, you know projectors need to rest or need to do this or need to get an invitation you know like all the rules around it just seem so complicated at times right mm-hmm. but like or the generators always have to respond. And I feel like people get it really twisted. Like they think, oh, I need to sit here and wait for something to respond. When in, in reality, it's just things come. You either like it, you don't. You like it, you don't, right? So yeah, we get, um, my biggest issue, I was very excited. I know Jenna and all the other women that have been doing this for a while, this is our whole, this is what we're excited about. We're, this is not what's happening in 2015. People were not talking about this. So we're like, it's going mainstream, yay, yay, yay. But the issue that we have with this is that, I don't want to speak for them. My issue with this is that there are a lot of disempowered people teaching human design mm-hmm. and they're using it as a way to limit other people because they're disempowered or they're using it as a way to empower themselves as having not, you know, something that other person doesn't have. And so when we get into like, there are no rules, this is an experiment. Mm-hmm. And ultimately you have free will. You can create, you're an ultimately infinite creator and you can create whatever you want. I look at human design as God's design for me Mm -hmm. to live out my assignment on this planet. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Everybody knows that, especially (laughs) about me. Like, and I will, and it will be completely out of alignment, but it will. And I said this the other day, I said, out of alignment doesn't mean anything to me. If I do something that's not sacredly correct and I'm there, I decide that Mm -hmm. it's an alignment because I am the power and presence of God. 
who, who outside of me is going to tell me this is an alignment? No, because it wasn't sacredly. I get it. I didn't, my, my vehicle is not necessarily in the correct place for alignment. I am the power and presence of God. I created human design. I created my design. You can't tell me what's aligned and not aligned for me. So this is aligned. That's it. So there are no rules. There are just suggestions and boundaries. And so I find that my life is easier when I, I was in Virginia last weekend and it was not sacredly correct. I did it anyway. And I was miserable, but I decided, you know what, this is alignment. I'm going to get what I need to get here. And I did. Um, ultimately that's the thing. Anybody that's telling you, oh, here, this is the best bench point and benchmark and reference point. If you leave a human design reading and you are afraid or you feel limited, disregard everything that that person said, come find me or somebody that I've trained because we don't disempower and we don't limit. Like that's the rule. That's the rule. Right. If you do nothing else, that person better leave that session feeling like they are the power and presence of God and that they can do anything in the world. Totally. Yeah. Because like to me, understanding and living by your design is about finding the empowering parts of it that you can take and enhance your life and then just tweak some of the other like things. Be who, you know, you were, you yeah. chose to be, I mean, you've ultimately chose to be human to deal with these shadows and have the highs and lows, but ultimately you do want to fulfill a certain mission in this life. And you want to accomplish something in this life. Like you, I always say this with parenting, my kids chose me to live according to my design, not to what society tells me is correct. So every single time that I do something out of alignment for me, it automatically throws them out of alignment. They can't fulfill their purpose unless I, you know, they learn from me that they're proud in the presence of God, they can do whatever they want. But energetically, it throws everybody off when you're off. Because mm -hmm. there is a tapestry. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, there's a tapestry and an ultimate design. And, we, and we'll never know, like, that's my open head is like, how? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What I do know is there's an ultimate tapestry. And when you're off, they're off. And the minute you shift and that you are in your power and your definition and you release everybody else's stuff, everybody else just too. And then they are free to be who they are. And they're not in the bondage that you have created. I always talk about, I, when I'm in my shadows, I require, especially men in my life to show up in a very certain way so I can experience the rejection and abandonment and all the things. And that is so unfair mm -hmm. that I require them to do that because I want to feel rejection. So I'm like, you have to be a rejector. That's so unfair. So if I just live in my design, wherein I'm supremely confident with my defined heart and I'm, I'm non-emotional really at the end of the day, I'm emotionally solid. If I'm that, then they can be them and they can be the highest form of them. And then we can all live happily ever after but we're all miserable because we're out of design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. So how, okay. How does the human design then apply to money? Like across the designs, like what are the biggest things you would point out to somebody? As oh yeah. So if I was looking at your chart, when it came to money, I would definitely look at your patterns first and foremost. Because mm -hmm. a pattern is a pattern is a pattern. My patterns in my relationships are my patterns with money period, point blank. Mm -hmm. If I want to be rejected by a man, I absolutely want to be rejected by clients. I absolutely want to be rejected by money, you know, whatever it is. So I look at the patterns first and foremost, then I will obviously suggest that they live according to their uh-huhs and uh-huhs. Then we will look at their variables. Mm -hmm. So look at their specific manifestor or an un unspecific manifestor looking at if they 
or peripheral, you know, their motivation. So my motivation in the variables is innocence, which is no motivation. It's none. Like, I don't care what you do. I just am worried about like, what's, what's missing. It's just this air. I don't like when I share this information, I have no agenda. Yeah. None. When I sell something, it's just because I, there's an opportunity for you to invest in yourself. Like I have no agenda. So I look at the motivation and make sure that I'm not in transference because every motivation has a transference motivation. We call it distraction. So my ultimate motivation is um, innocence, but my distraction is desire. So where on the chart do you find that part? Like the variables, the arrows. Oh, the arrows. Oh, mm -hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the top arrows at the very top, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my, yeah, mine is transference is desire. So anytime I'm trying to manifest or create from a place of like desire or trying to be better or to lead, I'm off. Mm -hmm. And the minute I'm like, I want it because it's missing. And there's literally no, there's no, there's no motivation other than it's missing. I want it. And it's, it's not in my life. I don't see it. It's missing. <laughs> People need it. That's with the shadows, you know, and you know, things, every, every company I've built has mm -hmm. been because it's missing. Undefined is covering pop culture from personal, like personal development, human design perspective, because it's missing. You don't see it anywhere. You don't see people on the red carpet talking about people's, you know, Mm -hmm. who they are human mm -hmm. or like you don't see people talking about relationships or celebrity relationships based on who they are as a human I was like it's missing mm -hmm. it's not even lucrative I mean it will be but it's just I there's no way to monetize that right now yeah I'm pretty sure my daughter falls under that category for sure <laughs> noticing what? what's missing noticing what's missing like yeah perfectly content bottle okay it, it can be a so, it can be difficult because you're like, especially with yourself and like and relationship, you're like, that's arrow, missing. Like, the arrow that has zero patience at all. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just got that. Same. Yeah, it'll be fun as a teenager. Cool. You know, I feel like when they're that age, because I think our kids are like, our kids are similar ages. Mm -hmm. I think when they're that age, they can really, we can, I, I always joke that I will be more of use to them when they're 12 and 13. Right now their dad, they need the structure and the parenting and all that stuff. Like I don't, that's not my, I'm not good at that. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, I talk to them like they're human. It's an innocent way of parenting. It's just like, what are you feeling? Why would you say that? Do you know what I mean? Like I talk to them, they're like, they're literally 14. So I'm going to be great. I'm going to be a great asset in, um, partner in life with them when they're 12 or 13, where I can explain to them, like, you know, you're in transference right now, you know, you're distracted right now. Um, but you know, for right now, the most important thing when you're a parent and these kids are younger is diet mm -hmm. according to design. Oh, so can you expand on that a little bit? Because I, I mean, I've heard that that exists, but I've never heard anybody actually speak to it. Yeah. So, um, Yep, in your top left, yeah, your top <laughs> left arrows and speak to diet. I'm gonna tell you anything unless you're like you go deep into the chart. But essentially, yeah. everybody has a specific diet digestion. It's how you digest information in the world around you, mm -hmm. um, and you can only digest properly if you're in the right environment, which is another variable. And you get in position to the right environment if you're following your strategy and authority. So everything comes back to strategy and authority. But for kids, helping them live their strategy and authority, uh huh, uh huh, whatever that is as early on as possible, but mostly their diet. So 
for me, for Ford, let's just use my kids as an example. He is uh, an appetite. So he's in one, which is the, the most primal digestive system that there is. It's the oldest one. And it's basically one thing at a time. I mean, one thing. I mean, completely unprocessed. Don't even put salt on it. If you want the salt, you have to eat the salt separately if you want salt. Um, and then he has to eat one thing and then wait, let it digest after an hour and then another thing. And it's funny because he just picks at things mm. and he doesn't sit down and eat a whole meal ever. He never has. And he doesn't like meat either. And I think it's because he knows his body has a hard time, you know, processing all of the processed stuff in the meat. Yeah. Yeah. And he just has never been into it. Um, Ruby is, uh, she is a, I think she's a taste, but basically she eats, she eats standing up and moving touch. Um, so she has to like constantly be moving. So you'll, you'll never see her sitting at a table. She's always eating at like a, um, usually at the coffee table or mm-hmm. she's just walking around and eating. And so where most parents are like, sit at the table, we're going to do this this way. I'm like, do your thing because that's how they're digesting the entire world. Everything is energy and everything is information. So it's not just food. Um, but they're mostly both of them all right. So they're all peripheral. They're all receptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their environment is important. Wow. So that's cool. So that's not just for food, but for information or any sort of other stimulus that's coming in. They just like are digesting it. So a great example of that is Ford and I, but I have appetite also, but I am um, consecutive. So I can eat one thing on my plate, wait 10 minutes and then eat the next thing. How that translates into my life. One thing for 10 minutes, focus for 10 minutes, and then I can switch to another thing for 10 minutes and then another thing for 10 minutes, but I have to be focused on it one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's how you digest everything because everything is information. So cool. Um, well, as an emotional authority and hate, we're all for the most part women here. So we just are emotional to begin with. Yeah. Right? So I saw um, one of the posts that, that you made recently was about allowing your emotions to come out, but also using dance as a part of it. Mm-hmm. So how has that changed your life or changed your outcomes? Yeah, for me, it, dance has been, I've always been that way because essentially I've had the open emotional center. So I'm extremely emotional and it was a way for me to be in my body. So when you're, you've got these emotions, what we try to do is not be in our body. We're in our mind, analyzing it. So for me, it's not even about expressing it or getting it out because then I think we make it bad you know, and then it just, it gets worse. So I just dance to be with it. So like you'll see me on TikTok, like dancing. It's like, and I'll do that if I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, whatever. I'm just dancing because I want to be with whatever I'm feeling. Um, I'm recently have just started doing existential kink, um, which, so it's a, it's actually a principle I've been teaching for years. It's quantum physics. I've been teaching it for years. It's just, this context is more embodied and more woomy. It's more, yeah, it's more sexual, which feels really good. I'm a I'm gate 59. I'm a four one in gate 59. I'm a pure expression of intimacy and sex. So like, it's a big deal in my life. And, um, you know, when she, when I found I such kink, I was like, yes, because I'm constantly <laughs> turned on, but I would make it bad. I would make the things I was turned on about because they were taboo. I'm like, why are you, you just got rejected. Why are you I mean, like, why are you turned on? So learning that as an open emotional center, I have all these feelings and a lot of them I wanted Mm -hmm. and just letting myself have it. So basically what she teaches, and this is so good for shadow work and the open centers, that's basically why I learned it, is having is wanting. So 
look around whatever you have, especially the experiences you have over and over again, you want them mm-hmm. because we're binary. So like if I'm being humiliated, right, let's say I'm feeling humiliated on the other side of that is honor. Mm-hmm. So I ultimately just want to feel honored, but my body is so used to humiliation, like as a child or whatever. And so it's interesting when I would just let myself be, I'm like, oof, I feel, and especially for open emotional centers, you're going to feel it in your belly. Mm-hmm. It's like a warm, tight feeling and you're going to feel it and you're going to breathe into it. And you're going to notice that if you breathe into it, it starts to turn into turn on Mm. because a part of you really wanted it. So have it. And the more you have it, the less powerful, the the non-wanting, wanting you're doing. You're right. You'll stop attracting so much of the bad side of it because you're having it, you're, you're accepting it, you're releasing shame around it. Then you start to create experiences that are the other side of it. And so for me, actually just learning to have the experience of rejection, humiliation in my body, not fearing it, it go, it's momentary. It's there for three minutes. And then I can do anything from that place. Cause I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm actually excited about it. I get to be turned on. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God. That's a mind fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just so, now, so now I'm like, I'm not afraid of rejection at all. I'm going to send that text because I don't, I'm going to get turned on either way. And then the more you're turned on, the more magnetizing you are. And the more you actually attract the experiences that you consciously want. We're attracting what we unconsciously want. Um, and I found since I've done that, I've just had the feelings, especially with Open Emotional Center. Yeah, men are showing up how I actually want them to show up, not the whole rejection thing. Cause I don't care. Cause if they reject me, I'm like, I'm getting off. If they don't reject me, I'm getting off. It doesn't matter. I get what I want. I get to have everything I want. Good God. We're only 30 minutes into this. I know. <laughs> People always say that. Like they were like, my, the girls were like, how long is the interview? I was like I, an hour, but we probably are just going to, it's probably not going to have to go that long. Oh my God. Oh my, I don't even know what to say to this. This is amazing. It takes the power away. It takes like, and you don't resist. You you grab your power back. Like it never left you, but you thought it did. And you thought that you were, and you were avoiding these experiences because these people were making you feel a certain way when really you had just employed them. And that's how it shifted everything in my relationships with men. Because I was like, he's rejecting me. He's not texting me back. He's not doing this thing. And then I realized I want him to do that. He's doing everything I want. I'm sure he wants to text me. Who wouldn't want to text me? Who wouldn't want to be near me? Like, wow. Like I'm really requiring him to do this and behave this way. And he's doing it. He loves me. Like how devoted, what a warrior. And then you get into appreciation for them and you can appreciate these things. I remember my ex-husband always being like, I wanted to, he's like, I would walk in the room and I'd want to go and hug you. And I'd want to give you a compliment, but something stopped me. And I'm like, yeah, my energy and my desire to be miserable mm-hmm. stopped you from doing it. He's like, cause I consciously thought of doing it. I wanted to do it, but I wouldn't do it. How awful mm-hmm. to do that to somebody. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing that. I did that to every man in my life. Like every single man I kept, I required them to be at the lowest version of themselves in order to help me maintain my pleasure in being rejected and humiliated. So what I've noticed is now that I don't necessarily require that, I don't fear it, but I don't require it. They're all showing up completely differently. Like literally six of them in one week texted me 
six of them, including my ex-husband, who's like, I'm having this massive awakening. I don't know what's happening. Like I'm talking to my therapist like every day, you know? And then like my main like fuck boy is just like showing up and he hasn't been around for like three or four months. Like it's wild because I don't require them to be the lowest version of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that so was cool. Yeah. Uh, so how does it, can you give an example on how this could relate to business or things like that? It's the same. So let's, whatever your business issue is, you're not making sales or you're not showing up and selling the thing on social media. You say something and then nobody, it's crickets. That's rejection. That's mm-hmm. disappointment. So identify what you're feeling every single time. And it happens a lot, right? Well, it's because you fucking like it. So go and go, go to your open centers, get my book, not to pitch, but <laughs> get, my book. get my book. It tells you exactly what patterns are each open set, identify each in the center, see which one keeps popping up for you. Admit to yourself that you want it because it gives you some type of sensation in your body and people are bored. So <laughs> feel the feeling in your body. Just let yourself feel it. Like what if they don't, what if they don't like it? Mm-hmm. What if they give me shit? How will I feel? Feel the feeling, breathe into it, get it out of the way, like have it and then post it. See what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, sending out pitches, reaching out to the person that you think that would never want to be a client, you know, um, doing the story, just literally make it a habit to just do things just to feel like I might possibly feel rejected. Yay. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get turned on either way. So that relates to business. You know, we don't, we don't, we get what we want. So if you're not manifesting what you want, sis, you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. You want the opposite of it. You want it. I mean, you want the thing, but you actually want the opposite more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's time to shift that. Yeah, for sure. So good. So um, I'm going to go back. There was a couple of questions I didn't see. Um, Oh, how do you, what, Jamie, I don't know what you mean by this. So Jamie said, I didn't know. That's interesting. I didn't know human design could affect diet and digestion. Everything. How, and then how do you know that about your child? I guess you probably, maybe about like, you probably ran their chart, of course. As soon as I, I ran my it. children's <laughs> chart. And like I said, I've been doing it since 2015. Yeah. So I have the knowledge to be able to look at that. And then yeah. I, I certify people. So I have people that could look at their chart and tell you if you needed it because obviously getting a session with me would be different than getting a session with somebody that I've trained. But if yeah. that's information that you need or that you want, and we can definitely help you. Um, but it's not going to be evident in the chart unless you are a reader. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So um, um, one more question was, does ADHD affect this or is, is it affected by that? Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So in what ways? So ADHD is a, is essentially a deficit of dopamine, mm-hmm. um, which is typically an open emotional center thing and an open head center thing. So they're looking to get, they've got all the things happening, right. But they also don't, aren't producing the dopamine in their open emotional center. And then also their, their root, those two things work together. So, um, yeah, it definitely is. You don't need, um, those people aren't built for all that dopamine. You don't need it, but you feel like you need it. Yeah. You know, yeah. wherever we have our open centers, we feel that we need it, but you were born perfectly. So like people with open roots seek out oxytocin and like 
higher levels of dopamine and mm-hmm. things like that because they think that they're missing it they're not like they'll and adrenaline, especially they'll go out and try and create adrenaline because they they're missing it. Their body is not built for that much wattage or adrenaline. So that's when you see endometriosis. That's when you see PCOS. That's when you see, uh, I see it in especially I saw patterns um, in female entrepreneurs, high power female entrepreneurs who are constantly working and high stressed mm-hmm. um, and infertility and PCOS. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, because your body's not built for all of that. I'm like a fertility god because, well, one, I'm gate 59, which is the fertility and all of that. But also, I know why most women are not, you know, having children. It's usually any, nothing other than their their body is completely, um, they're bringing in all this energy that's not their own, their own and it's short-circuiting. Mm. your body wasn't built for that your body was built to hold the energy that it has in the defined centers so if you're not constantly emptying out or expressing those things out of your body they build up and then they erode um or they short circuit your body so typically you see not infertility but like pcos and issues like that in um people with open roots but also projectors and manifestors with the open sacral Mm, we're taking in all that life force and um, not expelling it every day or thinking that it's theirs. So, I mean, yeah, any mental, I have so much to say about mental illness and human design. It's, it's like the world's not ready for it yet. And I'm not really ready to be put up and crucified on a cross right. just yet. So, um, you know what I mean? Like I'm prepared, I'm mentally preparing. I know it's happening. Like I get enough shit for the way that I approach relationships. Um, <laughs> I'm like, let me just mentally prepare for me literally dispelling every single mental illness out there as not mental. I mean, it happens in the brain, but it happens energetically. It happens in the brain because of the energetics Mm -hmm. and it's completely, um, it's completely treatable holistically. Mm, But I also, I'm completely all for medication if that helps you too. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not necessary. No. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things like perhaps having ADHD or having some of these other mental illnesses are an indicator of, you know, gifts and things that you have too, that are repressed and all of that. Your yeah. husband and I talk about 100%, this all the time. hundred percent. Our open centers mm-hmm. are our biggest gifts. Yeah. My open emotional center has provided me every experience that I ever needed to be able to teach and help women with emotional intelligence. Yeah. It's when we become victim to it, or we believe that it's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of kids that are diagnosed with autism and Asperger's that are just really open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just really open. Um, they just have a lot of open centers and they're taking everybody in and they're in sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you teach them that and also how to manage that and how to disidentify as those things, they become more social. Because they're so afraid of all the energies coming in. Oh, for sure. I've had um, or known people in the past that when I looked at their chart, and these were like, you know, friends of mine, I won't say who they are, but like, you know, they've had, I think everything but two centers were open. And, but yet they were around friends that were doing a lot of, you know, recreational drugs, ecstasy, you know, Molly, things like that, drinking, you know. All, like a lot of different things just to like keep up and stay social. And like, they were miserable and also had depression and diagnosed bipolar. And I would, and I remember pulling up, 
you know, starting to be like, holy shit, like this makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Like why this is happening. They're just coping, you know, um, they want to be close to people because we're human beings mm-hmm. who want to be in contact with the human and need it, especially women need it. We need yeah, the oxytocin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just coping with wanting to be with people, but also being completely taken out and not self with people. They don't know who they are and they have all these emotions. They have all of these instincts. They have all of these thoughts. They have all this stuff and they don't know they're overwhelmed. They are completely, they're short circuiting. So they're drinking and they're just trying to get out of their fucking body. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, Let me get out of here. Mm-hmm. yeah like crawling out <laughs> they, like, yeah. they truly are they don't want to be there they're numbing or they're mm-hmm. you know they literally just want to float out of it and have an out-of-body experience and it's going to change the face of you know everything like that where it's, it's just do i want to do it tomorrow yeah i know yeah <laughs> it's just so much i think even just with starting with fuck warrior form school i think just even starting with women and why they're anxious attachment Mm-hmm. Um, most women are and also you know half the world is and that's because half the world is open emotionally just knowing that i think starting there and also like bpd like borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. things yeah. like that affect dating and i think once you realize that like no you don't have bpd you just yeah. have an open yeah. emotional center um here's how you manage that it, that's going to change everything yeah yeah. And as a former pharmaceutical rep, I imagine talking to a doctor and he'd be like, you can get the fuck out of my office now. What the hell are you talking 100%. about? You know? I'd be like, but okay, I totally you like, have the best interest of the people at heart to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Ah, I'm with you right there. So um, wait, there was a couple of questions. So I've read that reflectors have no defined centers. What does it mean if a person who's a four, six generator has only four defined centers? I guess it would depend on the centers, right? It just depends on the centers. Um, yeah, just depends on the centers. Every center is different. That's why like human design is really hard to be like general with yeah. a system that's about uh, differentiation. Mm-hmm. It's what it's uh, about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, yeah, and I guess when we were talking about all the open centers, um, Jamie says, that's my son. He's so open. I also think he's an empath, which may be yeah, different. Yes. Unless he, if he has an open emotional center, he's an empath. If he's you know, if he's that open, he definitely is. He's just really sensitive. Like my son is almost completely open. He's like me. Um, and I was getting ready to leave for the trip and he was just crying over everything. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh, like he's maybe not feeling me, but like maybe he's coming off the weekend with his dad. Cause his dad's defined emotionally or something, but you could just tell he wasn't, he wasn't processing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're just, they're really sensitive little babes. Yeah. So what do you do to help these people? Then? I ask him, well, I, with kids, you know, I'm just like, are, how are you, like, are you feeling? I, well, cause he's a generator. So like, are you feeling sad? Are you feeling angry? You know, do you want to talk about it? Like, what do you think? And he's just like, I'm sad. You know, he's, he'll identify, which at five and identifying your feelings as a male, I'm very proud of. Um, he's like, I'm sad. I don't want you to leave. And then the other day he was like, I don't want dad to die. I'm like, okay, well, you know, like that fear of death coming in with that Scorpio, um, <laughs> loves death hates at the same time, but he's like, um, I don't want dad to die. He's just feeling all the things, probably feeling my anxiety of leaving that because it's my weekend with them. And I typically don't leave on the weekends with them. So just helping them process it, but not trying to fix them and mm-hmm. leading them to, you know, cause he's a generator. I asked him yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a, she's a manifesting generator. So she's like antsy. 
like he has energy, but she's like, doesn't stop. Like she's antsy. I'm mm-hmm. just like, stop moving. Um, so I, I, I don't chastise her for moving a lot and help her with, uh-huh, uh-uh. He said yes the other day. And I was like, who taught you that? <laughs> I'm, I was angry. I was like, cause he used to always, though? yeah, he used to always be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's okay. like, no, he's, <laughs> he's like, yes, yes. I'm like, no, that's, you do not have to say yes or no. Yeah. It's so like a 10 year old calling you ma'am. You're like, what the hell? Wait, how's the lighting? Wait, huh? Yeah, I mean, honestly. And then, I mean, that's just not how he all offensively communicates. He authentically communicates his yes or no through uh-huh, uh-uh. And he has since he could make noise. So somebody has told him, you need to say yes or no. Mm. It's rude to grunt, but that's his authentic communication. So I'm on my fucking like broom and I'm trying to figure out who told him to say yes or no. Um, but encouraging them to live by their authority and by their design. (laughs) That's what I'm a mom. I'm like, they're not, this is, you do not get to condition him according to society. Um, and then, so like in a, a, a projector, just giving him invitations. Would you like to come with me? Would you like this? Would you like to come over here? You know, I'm just encouraging them to live according to who they are at their design level, um, is going to be massive, massive, anybody, just anybody. But ultimately human design is about self because once you shift into who you're supposed to be, the first thing people do, especially women, when they read their design is to pull up every fucking person in their life's chart and then start helping fix them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to fix them, start with yourself. And that's what women do. They just focus on everybody else and then we don't get the medicine. So I have a rule. Like, I'm just, you're not allowed to look up anybody else's charts until you have, you know, at least some time under your belt living your design. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it's, it's interesting to look at your kids and stuff, but it doesn't matter. Once you start living your design, they will live theirs because mm-hmm. you're no longer holding them captive with your, with your patterns. Yeah. With your they design. can't be, yeah, they can't be who they are if they're trying to be who you need them to be. Mm-hmm. validate who you think that you are do you get what i'm saying totally, there's, no, yeah. there's no true authentic connection everybody is who we think that we need them to be so we can be who we want to be not who we are so like if i if i am dead set on being a victim then i'm going to need you to be a perpetrator regardless of who you, i don't care who you are i don't care what you say i don't care what you do because i need to be a victim. i need you to be i need to be a victim so you need to be a perpetrator that's not and think about relationships, even like if I need to be rejected, then I need you to reject me. Then I don't actually ever get to know who you really are. You're always just going to be what I need you to be. So I can continue the identity of being rejected. Yeah. But we don't even have true authentic relationships with our children. None mm-hmm. of us do. Unless we're living our design. So we are who we are and not we're, we're not, you know, trying to be who we're not. Then everybody else is fucking free to be who they are. Yeah. It's a liberation and it's and it's finest. Totally. I'm like 99% sure my mother-in-law is a projector. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, before we go there next time, like I'm getting this under my belt and then like figuring out how to speak to her in a way that then like, it won't be like me trying to treat her like a manifesting generator. Start out all her into your life in the first place. And then that is going to be your patterns. Do you get along with her? Does she irk you? Why did she irk you? Well, she's uplifting and upholding one of your patterns. So like identify that, release the need to have that, and then look at her chart. 
Yeah, I've not looked at her chart. I won't. Yeah, <laughs> like just be like I don't need you to be controlling whatever that you are because I I don't need to feel like a child or I don't need to feel victim to you. Like that's not what I need to feel in this situation. And so I'd always start with us. Like everybody wants to focus on everybody else, and I'm just like, okay, that's so true. Oh my god. Ah. Oh. And we're all manifesting for that purpose too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard. I always say in, um, you know, where I'm doing the coaching to like, there's so much safety in your stories that you have because they're so, so familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your nervous system, especially that, op- that open emotional center is where your nervous system is located. Mm-hmm. So you will absolutely do anything to uphold to me, feeling accepted and loved for exactly who I am is so uncomfortable that when it does happen, I only have it for maybe three minutes. But when somebody rejects me, I'm like, yes, that's it. I know this feeling and I love it and I'll revel in and I'll think about it and I'll just have it for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And if that's about it. Because it's comfortable. Yeah. So that's why we can't just get over somebody being a dick because we need them to be a dick so that then we can talk about it for like five yeah. days. If you want to shift that, think about all the ways that they were great. Yeah. Yeah. Like appreciate them. Like I get into just deep appreciation for every fuck point in my life. I'm just like, first off, thank you. Like I, my main, like my main one, the big one, you know, like the, the big one, um, who I'm sure I'll be married to someday, but <laughs> You know, because ultimate like fuck baby with a fuck guy. Um, I message him like, everything I have. Everything I have is because of you. Everything yeah. I've ever created was because I wanted you to notice me, mm-hmm. and because I wanted to feel validated, and I wanted X Y Z. And he didn't even know he was doing it, but I feel appreciation for him for even existing. Place of appreciation and acceptance they'll give you anything that you want. That's all a man wants. All a man wants is to love a woman, to be able to love her and to feel accepted by her. So that helped me entirely just be like, okay, if I do, if you are rejecting me, it's because I want you to, and thank you. Mm-hmm. Like everything I have, this program wouldn't happen if he didn't exist. How yeah. can I be mad at him? Yeah. There are going to be thousands, if not millions of women's lives transformed because he was born. Yeah. Like, I love you. I love you so much. You know, so this, um, this school, is that going to be for the women, right? To reform? So, yeah. They're reforming themselves. Don't tell them. Um, they're reforming themselves. They think that they're going to reform the men, but don't, don't yeah. tell anybody. Um, so it's fuck we reform school. It's like you go through it to reform, to be able to not necessarily reform them. It's mastery over the men you love to hate and hate to love. Mm-hmm. Um, because all women want is mastery over their man. And they also don't want it because they don't want a man they can control. Exactly. Right. So how to actually have both mm-hmm. is to master yourself and your emotions and um, not be emotionally dependent on their behavior and to keep them gridlocked because you're already mastering them. Are you kidding me? They're doing exactly what you want them to do. Right. If you're addicted yeah. to being Where? fucking disappointed. They're already doing that. They, you have master with them. They love you. They'll do anything for you. They just want to make you happy. Um, so you have to master yourself first. And a lot of these women are with fuckboys because most fuckboys are defined emotionally mm-hmm. because they have these men, these men, especially have all these emotions and they push them down and they avoid them. So they become avoidance mm-hmm. who need to pull away to be by themselves and process. 
And then anybody that has a defined center automatically attracts somebody with that open center because that's how life works. Mm -hmm. So you're open, I'm open. So I, every single man in my life is defined because I'm meant to, and to become wise and sovereign and powerful in my emotions. And so, yeah, you could definitely toxify them and shame them, but they're not toxic and there's nothing to shame about them because they're there for you if you will allow it. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a whole subset of women that are way more vulnerable to fuck boys. And that's who we're speaking to is like, mm -hmm. it's wild to see all these powerful, massively successful women deal with the issues of, you know, um, a lot of anxiety and anxious attachment. So we help, mm -hmm. we basically are helping them with anxious attachment. With what? With what was it anxious, anxious attachment. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. because of their open center. So like the very first module is me explaining what I just explained to you essentially is that there's a subset of women that is going to be more vulnerable to fuck boys. And here's why you're vulnerable. And here's why he's actually not a bad person. Yeah. And it's so like, once they can master that, they can master it in any area of life, any like, area, um, anything, any they, area, because yeah. you master it. I mean, to me, that's been the biggest hang up is my relationships. I can make money all day. I can build businesses in my sleep, but it was with men. And so as I shift that, then even the business gets even better. So it's, it's a pattern is a pattern is a pattern. So you shift it wherever, wherever you want to focus, wherever's the most painful right now, focus there and it will improve. That's why I mark it as like the person who wants it all, the woman yeah. who wants to have it all, because it's, you fit, you shift one pattern and you'll have everything you want. Oh. You already have everything you want, but anything you consciously want. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, right now. <laughs> oh my god this has been so great so okay tell everybody what is the book that you referenced you said go oh, yeah, yeah. page's book yes it's the patterns so you can find it at pagedelator.com slash patterns hyphen order so we'll probably have my team send that link to you cool. and it's a dollar and then from there you can buy like a little one off like 27 dollars learn about your type in, in human design but also super, super recommend um, Buckwear Reform School waitlist because I think also everybody's like, how do you have the dynamic that you have with your ex-husband? Everything I'm teaching in Buckwear Reform School. How yeah. do I, it's the same core principles of self-mastery mm -hmm. so and love and acceptance. So go to fuckboyreformschool.com slash waitlist and get mm -hmm. on the list. Oh my God, so good. This is amazing i love it that we covered so much and i appreciate you taking the time to do this in between filming yes for your film school <laughs> that's what we're doing in new york okay. right now yeah well thank you paige thank you so much and everybody um yeah i'll add that info in and um you guys can go get her book so that you can start to change the patterns yes. i love it so perfect okay thank you so much well, for having me so much thank you so much i really appreciate it and you guys we will see you yeah everybody's like oh this this has been amazing everybody loves it so you'll definitely want to go back and watch this one again this was jam packed it was yeah you gotta add me to the group so i can come back and watch it yeah i'd love to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool well um thank you so much have a great day and we'll see you guys tomorrow at noon for the final day who, who is it who's on the final day starts the final day it's um, Elisa um, oh, Canali. She used to work with me. I love her so. She's oh brilliant. Yeah. Yay. I'm excited for everybody.
Yeah, it's going to be so good. So yeah, we're stacked back to back with human design and, yes, all, the yes. and all that. So yes, yes, you've jammed on that for a few years. Amazing. Yeah. So all cool. right. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great day. Bye guys. You. Bye. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.